0: Thunder
1: Hey, Bob. I want you to introduce yourself, say what you do, who you are, and your Twitter handle. I am Jimmy George. I am a uh,
2: screenwriter and full-time script consultant. My Twitter handle is at Jimmy R. George. I am Jamie Nash, screenwriter, and my Twitter handle is at Jamie underscore Nash.
1: <laughs> and I'm Bob Rose. I'm a freelance editor and a man about town, and my Twitter handle is at ThundergruntBob. Bob. And we're going to talk about a movie today. That I feel like we all have mixed feelings about. Yes, and that's what's going to make it an amazing episode because we're all on different levels. We're of all on different levels, yeah, and that's always good. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, 2019 Pet Cemetery. Yes, 2019, 2019. Not yes. what was it 1987? I want to say was the yeah, original.
2: Why would you ask me that question? Because you have a laptop, Jamie. You
1: know all.
2: It's, <laughs> it's 80s, late 80s. It's late 80s. I think yeah. it's
3: later than that. I think it's 89.
1: Is fr- my what era. I understand is this is an adaptation of the book again. It's not of the movie, right? It's not like a remake. So I want to say this up front yeah. because I was giving shit, people shit
3: about before I saw it mm-hmm. about doing just that, comparing the two film adaptations yes. because I don't think that's fair. However, after seeing the the film, Mm -hmm. I understand why everyone's comparing the two because, go ahead, Jamie. Oh, I don't know. It feels more like a response to the first movie rather than an
2: attempt
1: to reimagine the book.
2: Here's what I would say. I'd say both movies are relatively faithful to the book in general and the beats in general. So,
1: question before we start,
2: who's read the book at this table? I, I have.
1: A long time ago. Yeah. Same with me. I read it so long so ago. Long I basically ago. haven't read it. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I
2: read it as a kid, and at the time, I would say it was my favorite Stephen King book. But honestly, I was probably 11 years old or something like so,
1: that. So, okay. Second question yep. before we start: uh, As far as Stephen King movies go, how does the first movie rate with everybody at the table? High, really high. I, I actually uh, you're going don't laugh at me. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life still. It still screws me out. So I, I
2: I always thought there was a lot of room for a remake. Um until this movie. No. <laughs> uh, no, no, but I did. I, I always yeah. thought that it was a little goofy for the book cuz my my memory of the book was that it was serious and uh, a yeah. and this very scary thing about death. And the movie was a little 80s kind of goofy
3: the ghost isn't can't isn't um comedic mm-hmm. in the um in the book that's right stephen king wrote the script he is the one of, and of only the... of the first adaptation
1: it's one of the only films where he's the only guy so okay he, he wrote i the think it's good plan. though that we all were affected by yeah. it a little bit different yeah, yeah. that I mean, movie's always been my top for scary so, so also so, i was a little I, yeah. older
2: when it came out yeah that might know? be it too so yeah. i had gone through the 80s wars and fought all the horror movies and fell in love with the freddy kruegers and stuff like that I mean, same so yeah, by the time this movie came out i was probably senior in high school something like that you know so to me i was like it was a good movie but i spent most of my money on batman um, gotcha. tim burton at that year or something yeah, i was right, kind right, of right. like yeah, it's good it's a... but it, it didn't hit me i was a big stephen king book fan and to me, the, it didn't really live up Understood. to the scares of okay. that, Understood.
1: that. So I'm just making sure, like, me and Jimmy are talking from the point where we view it as a staple. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so there is that. Right. I think that's uh, admitting that up front is important. And I'm not, uh, I'm not someone who's opposed to
2: remakes. Neither am I. I'm I, not. I was actually looking forward to me a remake too. of this movie. I think we all have yeah.
1: admitted on this show we we well, me and Jamie have. We kind of like the Poltergeist remake a little bit. I like the Poltergeist. I, remake. I can't remember what yeah, you said. I, yeah, but
2: yeah. I don't necessarily like it. <laughs> I, I find it like interesting. Is enjoy.
1: How's enjoy? Yeah. Is that a better word? I, I I actually enjoy I think that's a better word.
2: Yeah. Maybe I I enjoyed watching it. (laughs) I'm looking at Jamie's face. Well apparently the um, the Russo brothers are gonna remake it again. So it's (laughs) it's weird. I like I don't want to give it a thumbs up, but I enjoyed the experience of watching it because of the comparisons to the original, and I don't mind comparisons to the original. Uh, anyway. I just
1: wish remakes had different titles. That was that's really my only beef. That's Poltergeist of, remake yeah, Right Even just call Or just call it Poltergeist 2017 Or whatever Ducks. Halloween Pet Cemetery 2018 Risen
2: Resurrection Dude
1: <laughs> That would be fine with me It's just I just don't want to say I just don't like saying A word And then Hellboy 2019, you know, like yeah, it just like annoys yeah, the shit out yeah, of yeah. me. Name yeah. it something else, but the, yeah. but
3: they're co- They are not worried about you. They're worried about the new. Well, they audience should be. <laughs> no, did, yeah,
1: I know, I know. So they they kind
2: just called this one Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Yeah. So the
1: so, but even then, what Jimmy said though, he wrote the script for that's the true. First, that's that, the that was, lone is, screenwriter. That is the
3: he had yeah. pull on everything. He decided where they shot. He made it he made a deal where he got to decide where the locations were. He got to decide he had final say on who the director was, and he had only it was he would be the only writer of the script. Yeah, and that's amazing. Uh, I uh, didn't yeah. know that. So yeah, originally okay. he, So it was all of that was curated by him, the experience.
2: No, strangely enough though, word on that script is originally George Romero was supposed to direct that. Yeah. He bailed. Um and they didn't really want to make it. They didn't like the producers in the studio. Didn't really like the movie. But then the writer's strike happened, and it was already ready for Romero to do it. So they said, "Well, we can do this one. We have the script. Let's just do it." And that's how it kind of got forced through through the WGA strike at the time. So fascinating. Yeah. So it kind wow. of, and that's how um, you know had a. It's also a movie directed by a female. It's and a Mary Harvard, Lambert. Great. I mean, yeah. Right.
1: I just that's something to point out. Part, part yeah. of the
2: reason. Um, I've heard Stephen King say part of the reason he wanted to be so involved was to protect her because he thought they might try to push her around with budget and stuff like that. He was like, he was like, yeah, they're they're just doing this to make a movie, and he was like, and and she hasn't done a lot of things; she didn't have either George Romero's clout or right. something at the time. So saying, Stephen yeah. King was like, I'm going to stay attached to this. Okay, so that, that, that makes if, sense. If they bully, you know, this this kind of new director around, I can be there and say screw you guys we need the money
1: he's always been generous yeah and nice
2: but we're not talking talking about about
1: but it's it's important it's important yeah yeah
2: Yeah. also it's a horror staple it really Mm -hmm. is this is infamously the stephen king book like that he didn't want to publish um he hated this book he thought it was too dark he thought he went too far that kind of
1: explains the movie then yeah yeah, in some yeah. ways, like the movie, maybe is more of his actual vision than the book. It could
2: be, mm. it could be. They're, they're well, very no, similar. If you look at that.
1: No, they're very not similar. this
3: movie.
2: Yeah, no. I'm I saying know. what you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like yeah. if he
1: had full control in the '80s movie. No, so they both yeah. end
2: sort of similar. They both kind of end yeah. similar. Man, to...
1: totally, agree, totally um, disagree. This is gonna be
3: fun.
2: Oh, I'm, I don't no, remember I mean, the, the book, book. The book in the in the original oh. movie. Yeah, we're not
1: talking about. We're gonna get really. We're not talking about the one that we don't want to talk about. Sorry. I just kidding.
2: he he actually he actually. <laughs> was inspired to write the book um he was he was staying somewhere if i remember he was like at some kind of writer's retreat or something with his family for a time and they had this pet cemetery in the backyard and his cat got hit in the highway by a truck you know it was a similar place right a lot of that was true and then that coupled with the fact that his kid ran for that highway one day and he had to grab his arm and and hold i think owen and, and pulled the kid back from the from the road. And it scared connected him. Connected the dots there, huh? Yeah, he connected yeah. the dots and he wrote this book. So it was based on kind of true stuff. But anyway, he didn't want to publish it. He put it in a drawer, if I remember. Yeah, he did. And he had a deal with his old uh, publicist that he had to write like four novels and he hadn't written one for them in in years, <laughs> and, and they were withholding. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, they were withholding like his residuals and stuff, or his royalties, I guess, in the novel. Publisher, world. right? No, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So he just threw them the book to satisfy that deal, and that I mean, was kind it was, of. And it's yeah, funny because yeah. like when this when the remake
1: came out, I saw so many people saying it's like their favorite Stephen King book. You know what I mean? Like it's got there's a. For him to just passively like give yeah. it away and yeah, it's got so much love behind it. Yeah, yeah. he,
2: oh he said, I, I read an interview with him where he like recently listened, like the guy who played Dexter. I can't think, Michael, C. I wanna, Michael Hall, C. Michael, C. Michael C. Hall, Michael, C. Yeah. C. Hall. Yeah. one of them is like, anyway. Uh, so I think he reads the book, he does the audiobook, and he said he recently listened to it and he felt the same way. He was like, yeah, This is terrible. This is an awful <laughs> book. And it's not that he doesn't like the quality of it, he doesn't like the message and the. And it's the nihilist, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the party. It's he a nihilist. It. Yeah. So he gets why people like it. He appreciates that part, but he at the same time he feels like he went too far. So,
1: well, that's a good way to frame how we're, we're, we're walking into. Yeah. Right? Did they go um, too far? Did they go too far? <laughs> so Jamie, the remake, what has the business been?
2: That is a very good question that I will cue up. No. <laughs> it, I th- I think it's made right around yes, I am correct. 53 million domestic. Oh. Far in fifty. So it's right at around the hundred and three range. What I've is heard the budget? I've heard the budget listed here, it's twenty one million. Okay. So it's a moderate a solid, marketing A solid uh studio horror hit. Okay. Yeah. And you they know. said you said they were talking about I, I heard. I heard somebody out there say like they might do a prequel or something. Somebody
1: who though like well they did make a, a sequel the to the uh, other yeah Pet Sematary yeah, yeah and, yeah, and yeah. I love that movie too. I,
2: I think it was Deep Bone. Okay, so,
1: so he loves Pet Sematary too. I don't remember it. So. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I I don't remember that either. I don't it's, I don't know if I saw it.
1: It's meaner.
2: Okay, and I, it's mean I th- okay th- I think. When I Scott heard, Rabus. when I heard they might want to do a prequel, <laughs> you know, when you think about some of the stuff of like the guy who went crazy and stuff, you can almost see where this big pet cemetery incident broke out, you know, around yeah. World War II or wherever yeah. was it Vietnam That's or World not War II. in the
3: movie, by the
1: way, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring up, yeah, yeah, but
2: I think in the book. Uh, oh, so, definitely in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I could see that stuff, that stuff happening. Anyway,
1: um, well, who wrote it?
2: Who wrote it? Who wrote it? <laughs> okay. So the other interesting thing Act about
1: that laptop, Jamie, so Stephen
2: out. King wrote it. Who wrote it? Let me think about this. It's like people on a radio show when they have a trivia contest. Right, right. And they always repeat the question and they're Googling. on the, uh, th- Well, this one actually went through uh, a lot of development. It, it, I think it's been it's been in the works since about 2010 with different directors and stuff attached to it. Uh, and the guy who gets screen story is a guy named Matt Greenberg. And if you look at Matt Greenberg's IMDb, um, it goes back a ways. Like, he did 1408 was one oh, of wow. his. wow. So there oh, you oh, go. Yeah. He, d- that, he yeah. did Rain of Fire in 2002. <laughs> <Man. Yeah. laughs> Rain of Fire. And, <laughs> and get all... this. He did Halloween H20. Whoa. 1998. So, But he only got Screen Story. And this other guy, Jeff Bueller, he got the actual credit. And when I was actually Googling around, there was even another uncredited writer attached to all this that... I don't remember who it is at the moment.
3: So you wonder the gestation who made the big decisions because there's big decisions here.
2: So I I listened to an interview with the directors. It's the guys who directed Starry Eyes. And if you can find interviews with them, I find them really interesting guys. They're the guys who did it kind of the way we all aspire to do it. Like they, they self-financed Starry Eyes with a Kickstarter and friends. That was a breakout hit. They kind of got a career from that. So they, are kind of interesting guys that's to awesome. listen to. They they went up the the ladder the way we think it should yeah. be, right? And yeah. they they paid their dues. So they're they're good guys to that's listen awesome. to. Um anyway, uh I listened to an interview with them. It sounded like Matt Greenberg had the big change, okay. the, the the who gets killed yeah. change. Oh, um, okay. so that's been around for a while. Okay. Um when they came on the project, they stated that mostly what they rewrote with Jeff Bueller, so they gave notes, was putting things in the book back in the movie. Like, I think wow. Zelda, Zelda wasn't there. Maybe there was a little bit less Judd. All wow. this kind of stuff wasn't there. And they actually went back to the book and put you more know what?
3: It. That hearing that
1: It makes a lot of
3: sense. It makes sense. a lot of sense yeah. because it feels half, they feel half measured. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're afterthoughts.
2: Yeah, maybe they were put in, but. They didn't take the time to bake them in. That that yeah. answers
1: so many questions. Yeah.
3: Was there anything else revel- revelatory that, I from think, the, I think that the conversation? Was,
2: there was a lot. Maybe as we keep talking, I'll remember okay. specifics. It, but. That, that
1: right there, that makes me ask the question. Kind of what I was saying to you, Jamie, before we started recording was... Why not just take the premise and do something completely and wildly different? I, right. Just have a pet cemetery and write a whole new story. Right? I
2: suspect that's what the Matt that, Greenberg. Draft what, was that's more that's what probably I was about to ask. Completely like, different, and then they just right. made it the book again. That's right. They, yeah. they said, yeah. "Hey, we, let's let's turn it back to the book. <laughs> well, they didn't.
1: But I'm saying, whatever that Matt Greenberg version was, I think I would have liked that's whatever that version. was more. Yeah.
2: I think this just completed photography back like in August. And, and just to give you a feel, so I was in I was in the D Bonaventura offices, Ooh. uh almost two years ago, and I brought up Pet Cemetery with them, and they said they were trying to get it get it going, but they hadn't yet. They thought maybe with it coming out, two were, years ago, two years ago, wow, um, I in, two years ago in August, I specifically asked about Pet Cemetery. I was like, like you're you interested ain't... in writing it? Well, that's kind of what you do in these in these water bottle meetings. You kind of sit around, and they say, what are you working on? You give your stupid log lines. And then you say, What are you working on? And then you might start asking, Hey, Pet Cemetery or something. Like I remember a few years back in the James Wan office, I was like, What about Swamp Thing? You guys should do Swamp. And they were like, We can't talk about anything DC. And now Swamp Thing's coming out. And it, it, <laughs> you know, usually it's always that it's always that kind of stuff. Uh, so Pet Cemetery though at the time, they said they were really interested in getting it started. They've done drafts. They just hadn't, you know, been mm-hmm. able to push it over. Wow. And that was two years ago. So you figure these th- so fast? These directors probably didn't come on to after it came out. Was am I doing the math right? Yeah, yeah, that would be two re- two years ago. Yeah. So these directors probably came on sometime after it was such a juggernaut and kind of reestablished. Yeah. And look, it kind of did the same thing. There was already a property out there. Some right. people like it. Right. It Kind of went back to and the book. And it had been in gestation
3: didn't. itself for many years.
2: It's it's similar. Yeah. So you could see wh- you can see the math they did, right. the calculated math. Wow. Um. So anyway that's, so that's my
1: okay so yeah that's a fast the point. kid switch the kid switch so that's what we're going right to is the yeah, kid let's switch just jump in so in the original story movie it was gauge gauge the boy right
3: right and that's what made it so faux pas yeah killing a toddler and then having that toddler come back to kill other right. people right you and know?
2: so the directors i say what they said about this this switch um they said the reasons they did it were a couple reasons they said number one they did it because you know they wanted to get away from the little kid kind of wasn't they could do more with a with an older actor forcing the
1: little kid to act is probably
2: pretty hard yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah and you yeah, also yeah, get yeah. a lot of that hey, hi mommy I'm here to kill you you know right, kind of Chucky yeah. stuff almost right, you know yeah and,
1: um, that's what actually scares me though but, yeah okay <laughs> no there, there is
2: something to be said that that's scary i mean that's yeah. why it works that's, right? that's, little Willy that's the, kid? the power
3: yeah. of the novel yeah but it's i i, I okay i love the choice mm-hmm. i think I, the I choice like like is it awesome it's a brave choice it's an awesome choice yeah. yeah and if you don't make that choice then you can't it you can't do new premise delivery yeah right so it yeah. gives it a reason to exist. And yeah. I love the choice. Like People are having problems. My issue is not yeah, with no, the I, choice. I it's with that's the execution. Yes. Okay. You know, like yeah. I think on paper, that's a fantastic idea.
2: No, when I was watching, the choice surprised me when I was watching the movie. Um, however, I should say that if you watch the trailer, the trailer tells you the choice in the trailer i stayed away
3: because
1: i heard there was a big spoiler
3: in the the, trailer so i didn't know
1: the one aspect of the choice i wanted to talk about with you guys was not we're calling it the choice choice. it's not lebron james it's like the The snap with avengers the choice (laughs) the choice um (laughs) <laughs> oh, so my problem, my problem <laughs> Bring with back. the Just choice, keep bringing it back, Jamie. With uh, switching the kids, my problem yeah. was like Jamie, uh, Jimmy said. Mm-hmm. Wish you guys didn't have this. I like, know, almost seriously, the seriously. <laughs> um, Pet Sematary one, so two. In this movie, I, and I'm very familiar with the original movie, Jamie,
2: 1971.
1: <laughs> I'm really <yeah>, right. <laughs> I'm really familiar with the original movie. So mm-hmm. in a way, the movie, this movie knows what the history of this story is mm-hmm. and in the context of the movie me as an audience member it's teasing me it to does. say to say oh look the gage is going to, oh, he didn't die and then yep. it's her well, i like in the actual I execution stand
2: that. i understand that i was
1: like why would you do that if it was
2: especially with the trailer yeah um, i yeah.
1: well they did it in i, I didn't see the imposed. trailer i didn't care about the trailer and, i didn't see and it, obviously
2: but. the directors don't know about that it, here's a weird thing that they did say, sorry to dive in. By the way, this interview, I should give it credit. It was a and a with Jeff Goldsmith uh, podcast interview with the directors. Um, go check it out. It's great. I, I really enjoyed listening to him and them. Uh, but one of the things they said that really interested me was they did a test of the movie and people, uh, th- it actually tested higher after people saw the trailer and knew it was the girl that was going to die. It tested better because people already him So really isn't weird. that weird? That's and so they weird. say they say. So here's another thing that they said. This isn't really writing stuff, but I just found it fascinating. They said that it's it's a common thing that the highest jokes that test in their test screenings are the ones that are in the trailer. It's like people are waiting for their greatest hits to come yeah. up, and they want to hear their joke. They're That's in so that bizarre. Maybe it's, it's so weird. Uh,
1: Maybe it's because people want to have like a, that communal experience in the theater, too. Like, yeah. They're like, hey, everybody, we all know this is yes, coming. Let's laugh together.
2: It could be right. one of the best jokes. So
1: the- yeah, well, I, What I was trying to anyway. just say was just the movie acknowledged something that it, sh- it, it doesn't even make sense to acknowledge. It is a response to the other movie. Right. And it, I don't, that I don't understand. And it's obvious, it's written like that. That's it's what not I'm just saying. execution. I was like, why would you? Here do comes this? the bed.
3: Here. here comes the Achilles. Just wait. Right. Oh, it's not happening yet.
1: Why like, would you acknowledge the thing that came before? Just tell your just story.
3: Do it right. I don't understand. Is there even
1: a name for that? I don't you know, even know what, what the, is the
2: word would be for that.
1: Jamie, give us a term, um. please. <laughs> <laughs> We're drowning here.
2: <laughs> More marzipan, no. <laughs> right? I don't, yeah. What's the, no, yeah. so
3: so when people were, I was frustrated when the initial reviews for this came out early from festival screenings and stuff, and all anyone wanted to, all anyone wanted to do was exactly what we're doing now, which mm-hmm. is compare the two film adaptations. Right. But like I said, after seeing it, I understand why people are doing it because then it invites those comparisons, right? By it, in, by in m- itself, yes, yes, by making the yeah. film so many of the big moments in the film a reaction to subvert our expectations based on the previous film. Right. You invite criticism and
1: comparison by doing that.
3: So it's like, it's like,
1: it, it also waters down your own movie. It just, doesn't it? it feels like it's not its own thing. If you're it, the act of doing a reboot or a remake has like a brashness and a, and like a braveness. To yeah. It. The fact that you can't, that you have to like acknowledge that. Yeah. That's always, I've always hated that yeah. in, in, in these types of things. You got like, the, you got like RoboCop 2014, him making fun of the old suit. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. nah, don't do that. Yeah. Don't even yeah. acknowledge it existing.
2: Stop. I, I would even, I mean, I'm about to say. <laughs> Sorry.
1: A, okay. That's, yeah, we're getting off.
2: May, maybe I'm wrong with yeah. this, but I bet in the zeitgeist, this movie isn't quite poltergeist. You know, I no. think you're going to have a lot of people that are experiencing this movie for the first time. Right. Ever.
1: And that's that. Yeah, exactly. This story. They don't- then I ask you, Jamie, why bother with that fake out? If this is the first time you're seeing any pet cemetery material, which it probably is for most, there was no reason. I would almost
2: want to do a survey. Let's do one on Twitter. (laughs) Right.
1: But you know what I'm saying, though? Like teasing that it might be one of the kids instead of the other, I'm like, okay, I guess I should feel something because he's younger. But why was that like so sly? Right. I don't don't understand. You don't understand what I'm saying, right? There's no reason. Totally. Yeah. 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 So,
3: and that's, that is in the writing. I mean, who knows if it was not. (laughs) In the writing, and then they made those decisions, like on
1: set or something. Set, right. It's
3: possible, or just even in the edit. It's um, a lot of time
1: to devote to something on the yeah. set that, but, that um, was really well that they executed. The texture of it was executed texture. great. Like well you know ma- what I mean? Well so, made
3: film, yeah, well acted yeah, right. film.
1: The score, I'm is talking Christopher Young score. I'm I mean, talking uh, about that moment yeah. though. It's not like it was haphazardly done. No, it's done well, and it's done for a purpose to be like. Oh, Gage, no Gage. You thought it was going to be like the past movie. Right.
3: But no. Right. But, um, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. But I really like the choice. I'm a fan of the choice to make it the daughter.
2: Yeah. And I think there's good storytelling reasons. Um, yeah, but it, like, like we said, the, the older actor, they can do more. They can have a different type of dialogue, like sort of like that evil old wisdom coming out yeah. of their mouths.
1: The, the girl can um, just generally be smarter, even as even evil girl. Yeah. So can exactly. Yeah. It's interesting of a choice.
2: You, you it know it really, really is. You know yeah. what's strange? Had I
3: My issues with it are not about her at all. Had, yeah. had
2: I not known that the Pet Cemetery Pet Cemetery story already I would not have guessed that Gage would be the one to get killed anyway. Like in my right. head, like that's what we're saying, right? They yeah. barely focus on him. He's almost not on screen. Like you to the could point of written him out I, of
1: the no, movie. That's that's <laughs> what I thought I, yeah. when I
2: was watching. I was like, you know, they could almost write. He's barely in this movie. Yeah, it seems like right. they're hiding him. Yeah. Why? And then I was like, maybe they should have written him out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't. Yeah. It,
2: it but do really that happens. if you're gonna. Re- yeah. We've seen the
1: the book exists. The the classic exists. Do something. That I write him out. We don't need one kid. It would makes more sense to me. I know we don't rewrite movies, but if, if you if the family only had one child that died, I would believe them trying something desperate like that yeah. more. Right? Yeah. There's only doesn't that this make more it. sense? Yeah. Like you know what i mean? Yeah. yeah. The I, bold decision that I
3: I mean this is rewriting the movie, but the, <laughs> what I what I would have much rather <laughs> right, yeah. a reason to make this movie yeah is you swap make the Lewis role the mother. And make yeah. the care t- the ho- the stay at home the dad, and so the one who's wrestling with the decisions is the one who actually carried the is children. The mother, yeah. I think that is a bold take on that story. Like, how does a mother deal with the with the with the option of burying her I, child rather than? I will a say father. I always like
1: that it's the dad because it's it would take a man to do something no that's I, stupid that dumb
3: <laughs> right a woman that
2: wouldn't a wo- do that. Yeah, to, a woman wouldn't that, do that right, stupid. My, my biggest my biggest issue with the movie and i i thought the movie did a decent job of adapting the book and and you know with some exceptions but my biggest issue was i found the lead character cold like he didn't really yeah he didn't really have an internal thing going on it seemed like they there were some and i can't remember how the book did it like why i was on board with him maybe you can do so much more with internals in a book. You don't have to really set up an arc. Internal dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, Just show me his thoughts basically. Right. But in this movie, it was like he moved here, but that didn't seem to be an issue. It seemed like they were totally cool with that. Like that could almost be an arc. Like he's forcing things. He's trying to make things perfect. And this is this problem. He needs to learn to let go or something. But instead it's like, everybody's cool with that. The, the, to your point, The wife is the one, the mother, she's the one that seems to have more internal guilt from Zelda and things like that. Like that's her thing, but that's never really used or paid off. It's just it's it's It's
1: to make her constantly fear afraid of everything. And and to your to your
2: point, the Zelda rewrite. It feels like they did the they put Zelda back in, but they didn't bake her in. It's half measured. Yeah, it didn't I don't feel why Zelda has to be in there. You could take it out and it would ruin some scares, maybe some nightmare scares or something. But other than that, and I can't remember the, orig- the, the original movie, how they did it. I'm not sure. Oh, if it's... man.
3: All right. I got to.
1: Okay. One so the... well, we're, we're at the ahead. part
2: where we're, let's talk about the key differences here. Okay. That, by right away, the... Dale Mitcalf, Catonsville guy. Yeah. He was, I actually knew like his brother in law, the lead of Pet Cemetery. That's I actually one. I did not know that. Yeah. You mean the original? Yeah. Yeah. Very oh, oh, Catonsville yeah, yeah. um, centric family. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. to, he used to come home. I remember when he was breaking out as a star because I knew people who knew him. I never knew him. That's why the yeah.
1: biggest movies was in, right? Yeah, well, he was Elvis and a TV Any
3: movie. listeners, that's where Jamie and I live,
2: yeah. is yeah. Catonsville. <laughs> Catonsville. <laughs> he <laughs> is the-
3: Listeners <laughs> are like, so? I, <laughs> I, I
2: think he's the only movie star To ever come from out of Kate our town. I can't think of anybody that? else. I did not So know Dale mid, we had to- wow. this, okay. this is our one chance to Shout he out, out to Catonsville. Represent. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Dale Mitchell. Life is great in 21228. He's
2: still doing it. There we go.
3: Okay. So, okay. Key differences. I'm kind of going to combine the the arc conversation that we want to do later with this. Okay. Okay. They diminished all of the characters, not just the leads. So they so they completely like Victor Pascal, is that his even his name in the Yeah, it's his name. The jogger's name is Victor Pascal in this new in this new um I think so. Yeah. I I don't think, yeah. yeah. I don't think they changed I don't the think name. they changed the name. No. He has like three lines. <clears throat> yeah. Okay and um judd has like three dialogue scenes and and so so yeah the the horror in the book and in the original is about lewis wrestling with the choices of burying his children you know his child and then burying his wife and how the book you know uh Achieves that is by just getting into the head. But how the mo- the first adaptation achieves that is by having him talk to people, right? Having him talk to Judd about there's like three scenes in the Pet Cemetery original adaptation where he's just talking to Judd about possibly burying his child and why. And Judd argues why he shouldn't do that, mm-hmm. and then we get to feel how what he's feeling, and and the and then it's completely in the, different here, right? And then Victor Pascal is. Also, the debater saying you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, and then we get to hear Lewis respond to those debates. This no one's asking him anything, no one's talking about anything, and he's just sad in scenes, but there's no context to the emotion.
1: they one-dimensional, right? That way, it, Judd kind of just like, Here's this thing, do it, and he's like, Okay. Right, there's no, yeah, the cat thing was really weird. It's really odd. Your neighbor
2: just came (laughs) up, yeah, yeah, why would you follow this tonight? Okay, (laughs) yeah, why would you follow him? Right, no, Uh, right, yeah, in the in the in the
3: (laughs) um, very odd, yeah, (laughs) exactly. In the um, in the book and in the in the first movie, the the order in which he has the dream and then Judd's conversation, it's it's out of order in the new adaptation he has the dream in and before he buries the cat in the book and in the first movie and this he has the dream kind of prior like, i was for, like why yeah. is
1: supernatural stuff happening they haven't <laughs> they haven't like jabbed the soup the the marzipan yet mm-hmm. yeah so how are you getting the magic yet? so you haven't touched it so
3: yeah. but, but the main problem is this we aren't able to feel any of the emotions that make this story great that's right because we don't know what he's feeling.
2: We don't know his internals. Right. At all. As far as we're concerned, he's pretty he's kind of just he just kinda a one-dimensional sad. Kind of I don't guy. even really know what he wants. He so, just kinda
1: wants normal, boring life. Yeah and so like, like
2: okay. that's really instructive, right? Yeah. So right.
3: so in a script, like uh uh the first time I heard this, and you know it's a common note now and I'm always just spouting things I've learned in the past. But the first time I heard this was from Jack Epps Jr. Um, He wrote Dick Tracy and Legal Eagles and Secret to My Success and lots of Top Gun, lots of great 80s movies. And he he was a script consultant that I used in the past. And uh, he said, even if your character is alone, you need to find a way to get them talking. Right. And so think about like Castaway, right? Wilson. Wilson. Exactly. That's the ultimate. Like, yeah, it's kind of. Imagine the, yeah, yeah. Castaway without Wilson. How would we know what Tom Hanks was feeling at any moment? You wouldn't. This movie is like that. He's talking to no one <laughs> about what he's going to do or about what he's feeling about the loss of his daughter. Right. So it's just, it's very instructive in that way because, like.
1: You're it, saying it's like Castaway without Wilson. It's I like so Castaway saying. without okay. Wilson. But yes. I, I, and
2: I would even go, here's. So my issue with it was. And I'm not sure if it was the actor. The actor is almost like reminds me of like Liam Neeson or a very serious actor. You know, there's not a lot of jokey levity in him. And he's Liam he's Neeson been has in mostly jokey, serious, gross gross serious roles. That's and, what his and I'm sure he's doing. very good at that, but because there's no there's no internal anything, it's like he doesn't really become a broken character until the kid dies. Right. And that doesn't happen till <laughs> he
1: breaks himself by doing Yeah. That that, right? that that really doesn't <laughs> yeah.
2: that really doesn't happen to page 60 or 70. Yeah. Like we talk about off-screen movie the last time we talked and you can almost see a movie where the kid just died and then he shows up there or right. something. And that's a different thing. Then we're then we're watching a person that's wrestling with something. Well, right. they added to this that conflict to the mom.
1: What, what was the conflict? I I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm saying... not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that they wrote the conflict into the mom. She's broken. She is. She is. She's, She's broken. got the Zelda thing. He's he, just kind of not until blames herself from Zelda. It's just like,
3: I, do you want ju- let's jump into the theme because it's uh, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. But Let, that, yeah. that's
2: that's the biggest. So honestly. I think if you change that, this movie would work so much better for me. Like if he was broken it, from the beginning. If he gave me something that and I again we're not gonna rewrite the movie, but I need something to latch onto, something to wrestle it with. It doesn't
3: work because you can't get into his head. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Never. And that's
2: no. I, I almost wanted to re I didn't have time to reread the book, but I wonder what internals they give me in the book. Where so Dale Mitcalf, Kate, the Pride of Catonsville. The, <laughs> the one thing I remember about yeah. him. And uh who is it, Denise Crosby? Yes. They seem as a couple, like first of all, that Dale McKeef has a lot of charisma. Like he's kind mm-hmm. of uh, this guy. But there's something about them when he's on screen, he feels like he's holding it together. I don't know what it is. Like I his always, always so read their marriage
1: is not great. Their
2: marriage is not great. And
1: I feel like it was an intentional choice in that movie. Like that's it, I'm don't wondering seem...
2: if that's the way if I, I need to reread the book. But maybe so, the book kind So of here's what that. the here's what the book
3: did that's missing from the and the first movie adaptation that, that that about the characters. Okay. And it's thematic. So we can get into the theme yep. here too. Yep. Let's, so so let's so like let's it. talk about theme and then I'll go into the thing. Okay. So like this is sometimes dead is better, is the, is theme. the theme. It's as the simple line. as that. It's yeah. as easy as that. It's which, when someone dies, let them go.
2: Which is yeah. Which is a horror staple in some ways. It's also to an extent, if you want to keep it going, it's almost like do not mess with the primordial nature. of yes, you know, uh, exactly. It's kind of the Frankenstein. It's the Monkey's yep. Paw. It's even it's, vampires. It's, well, to some and the, and that's mm-hmm. been yeah.
3: widely widely written about that he based it off of the Monkey's Paw and the Three Wishes. Okay. Um, okay. The, the the there's three wishes in the in the original in the book and in the first movie. The there's cat. Only two in this. The cat. Um, um. The daughter and then the wife. Yeah, right. Um, I that, mean, sorry, the cat, the t- cat, Gage, and the wife, in and the, the book, in right, the movie. Yeah. The first. It, movie. It's
2: weird. I remember when I was when you're a teenager. So like when I read this book. You know what do teenagers do? They reflect on death and nihilism. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah so that's yeah. why this book really attracted me because I was, you know, grappling with these themes. Thing yeah. Stephen King hated about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. The, yeah, but they're yeah. the things you kind of wallow in when you're a little kid, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, when I say I wasn't like a 16 year old teenager, I was like 11 year old when I was reading the book, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, right. no, but you know, <laughs> right, depressing yeah. things is what I wanted to read. I wanted to read yeah. things that were dark and just went there and and yeah. I could wallow in it. As I got older, I was like, well, you know. I don't know that I believe the Frankenstein theme of, like, I actually am pro-science. Like, I think, go for it. Try yeah, hey, hey, it. Like, right, keep right, right. alive. Keep, keep people alive. Let's try it. Let's figure it out and stuff like that. But on another level, like, this can also be said, like, you know, many people go through, myself included, like, when should you put your dog down? Yep, exactly. A horrible experience. And that's Sometimes that's dead why is better. That's the choice yeah. of
3: pet cemetery is perfect, because that's when a lot of people learn about death for the first yeah, time. Yeah, like, you know. So when they're losing yes. their pets. I, I so we,
2: re- yeah, I recently had a dog that we had to put down, and it's like, it didn't walk, you know, one morning. We woke up, and it just wasn't walking the back legs, and we went into the, the vet, and it was like, do you put it down that day? Or do you ride it out without it walking? What do you do? You know, am I? Right, right, I, I right. And I, I, I could turn the page pretty easy because I think the dog had a good life. But like my wife, you know, struggled with was that the right day? Should I wait yeah. it? Should I? But it really resonates with that theme. It's a deep exactly. theme. It's not just like science should. You know, don't clone babies or something yeah right yeah. it's it's a so you're saying deeper personal, than just don't mess with. it's stuff. about
0: acceptance that
3: death it. comes to us all right. and when your time is up your time is up death is to attempt to prolong finality. it right. in in and not even just in it's like when, when people lose someone and they refuse to let them go they just harp on the fact that their loved one is dead. Right. And they just keep them around however possible. It's just as detrimental, right? Right. That's yeah. right. And so it's about overcoming that and accepting that death comes to us all. Right. So that's a great theme. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. movie doesn't explore that at all. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, just, do you oh, feel like the book, the, the original
3: movie does? Absolutely. He yeah. has conversations with his wife. Mm-hmm. He has conversations with Judd and he has conversations with the ghost of Victor Pascal, all about this topic and the, the positives and negatives of trying to and make the choice those, of burying his daughter. Well,
1: and and what I would have to say about that, I know we're all it's all comparisons in this episode. No, but what ma- I have to say about that is that those conversations give the father figure whether he's an idiot or not it gives him like the fact that he's making that choice after having the conversation makes you define of what he is as a man. Exactly. You know what I mean? And Whereas this, we're just kind of watching a man who we don't know meander around with knowledge that you can bring people back right. from the dead. Yeah. And it's like, and okay, because why s- would he choose that? I don't know who this dude is. You don't know. You have yeah. no context. Right.
2: In the choice. And he actually yeah. seems like the last guy who would choose it yeah. in some way. He
1: seems, he, like seems he, he seems like the kind of guy that if, to me, if uh, John Lithgow told him all this, he'd be like, we're leaving this house. Exactly, we're gone. We're, and also, we're not, yeah, like you this, guys brought yeah. it up before. Yeah. He's
3: the right. way he's presented. He seems so
1: together that he well would not follow.
3: He would not follow him into the pet cemetery
1: no. with the cat. No, he'd yeah. be That's, like, "What the hell is wrong with that, this guy?" The, the book He doesn't and, seem like he would even be polite
2: to Judd. And no. Be like, no, I'm no. not
1: walking into the woods with you at night, he'd like, <laughs> dude. He'd be <laughs> like, "Look, guy,
2: this isn't okay." Yeah, you yeah. Know, right. Put my cat down. Exactly. <laughs> right, step away from my cat. And that is
3: in the writing. Yeah. Or at least in the editing of the sh- scripted material that they shot, right? You yeah. know, and um, it's very odd
2: because so the, the the other thing that the book and I guess the original movie that I'm not remembering, they they I know the book totally the relationship between Judd and and the main character is definitely this almost father son paternal, yes. Very paternal, which is very friendly. Um, Which is appropriate for yeah. the story. So so going to bury the cat and hide it from the daughter, they both are having a conversation because they care about each other. It's and a father-son like bonding. It's not home. just yeah. like... It's the rule. We take care of this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's go. It let's go to the woods. To it, bury the cat. Right.
3: You know. It'll like, like we keep saying, it eliminates the context to the choices. So we don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. You they're know, just
1: doing can, it. Can, I don't, I don't really know where we are in the outline, but yeah, if, well, I'm thinking about the mom now. Cause I feel like we covered the dad. Yes. So, so the mom is broken in several ways that are kind of unclear, but with her sister yeah. and all that
2: stuff. But I was thinking, uh, it's like she blames herself for the murder of the sister. Somebody. right they're not so there, murder so there is that's that that's different
1: than the book so there's yeah. there's something very sp- specific with her I want to talk about because the PTSD of that is woven into this movie for reasons I actually can't pinpoint I don't know why but what it angers me is the scene I hate the most in this movie <laughs> by so far so negative in
0: this one <laughs> <laughs> by I'm far sorry.
1: I'm sorry yeah that I hate is the children cult procession funeral procession to the pet cemetery mm-hmm. I hate The marketing of that, and -hmm. I hate that scene because, number one, it goes nowhere. That's a setup for God knows what. Set up with no pants. I don't know what that was. franchise. But a woman, you have the character who is the most broken, and she's like shivering in her pants broken, and then she sees that happening in the backyard of the house they just moved into, and her response is, all right, everybody come inside. (laughs) I'm like, are you going to tell your husband about what you just... like?" Right. What is her character? I don't know who she is and how she's broken that she can be so shook up by her sister. And yet you're seeing something that's almost supernaturally scary. Yeah. And you're like, eh. Yeah. (laughs) There's a bunch of kids with scary wicker man (laughs) masks in your backyard going to a cemetery (laughs) with a wheelbarrow of dead pets. Like, are you going to say anything?
3: (laughs) It's not not an organic response. It's a response the movie needs. Yes.
1: I don't even... It's in the writing, but I don't know how, what they did. <laughs> I just don't know. It's like some huge chunks are missing or something. Yeah. I, sorry. So, I lost no, it there, a bit No, but, no. Yeah. No, it's
3: okay. No. So so I'll... Because I, I took some time and compared the characters, what's missing. Right. right okay. Thank so, you. Thank you. So what's missing that's in the book and a little bit in the first movie is... This is a man who is a doctor who is obsessed with playing God and staving off death. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. who Lewis is. That's not who Lewis is in this movie, but it's one of those check the box character attributes where they right. think that's what he is.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And his wife is a woman who is plagued by debt by by the guilt of blame of of basically wishing her her sister to be dead. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a right. woman who's plagued by guilt of. Wishing someone dead, coupled with a man who is obsessed with keeping people alive at all costs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's not there. <laughs> that's not in the movie. In the, in right? the remake. Right. That's yeah. not in the remake, and that—that that is the exploration of theme in the characters, right? that That's missing. That keeps us from feeling it's, anything. It's
2: almost like the wife is... And, and this is the key to theme, right? The wife is on a different side of sometimes dead is better. She thought she thought dead was better right. for her sister. She yep. didn't want her sister's agony and she, or the heart of a family. And she feels guilty about it. She feels, guilt she feels about guilty
1: it. for agreeing with the theme. Right.
2: So, so she's, not, yeah. she's not sure. She's kind of in the middle wrestling, but she starts on almost... She went to the other direction, the right. far
1: side. But the movie
3: adaptation, this the new movie adaptation, she kills her sister. She admits to That's him right. that she killed her sister. Like on purpose, which is like a completely different. It doesn't express immediately when that
1: that happened in the movie. Also, I was like, so she's going to be the one to bury things. Right. It's like the fact that she's willing to go that far. Murder is better. That's but (laughs) but you understand. I mean, like, I feel like the person who murdered someone in a story is more likely to go and do Do, something like whatever. They'll in the extreme. Right. Right. I'm like, wait, I thought she was going to be the one that buries stuff. Right after that emission, like the last bit of burying, I thought it was her. Yeah. Right, it's not it yeah. doesn't. That doesn't happen.
2: Yeah. Instead, yeah. she learned not... her lesson. <laughs> <laughs> no, <she laughs> like, no, so and what's...
1: I learned that it was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. it's yeah. like
2: they don't really explore her. Her, she's, she's at set very... up. Yeah. She's set up with a break, but then she doesn't go anywhere. Right? They, don't they don't take don't... it anywhere. Yeah, in, in fact, she's off screen a lot of. She it.
3: is. Yeah, and that's that's a big difference. But yeah, that's what's that's what's missing is. We don't have any um, understanding that he's a guy who's, like, playing God and, and, like, wants to stave off death. That that's, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: This is why I find movies like this. I actually do find them really interesting, like we said about Poltergeist. um, Because... Look at all the things that are there. Like on the surface, if you looked at the Wikipedia page, it would almost look like the same Wikipedia page. Almost, you know, uh, with a couple minor differences or whatever. Right. But then these things are huge. These These, things we're talking about. What things? They're make or break. Being able
3: to connect emotionally. Oh, yeah, 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 The the
2: emotional story, the character journey. Right. That part of it, just if you nudge it a little bit or you forget one little piece of it, or if it doesn't add up, it totally knocks down the Jenga puzzle. Exactly,
3: and also, it probably even works on on a beat sheet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, beat sheet because unfortunately most beat sheets and structured documents don't talk about character arcs and no. internals. No, uh, only on the surface level. Like they'll have a theme right. stated or a right. B story or something in the Blake right. Snyder yeah. beat sheet. But
3: right, but they could even like what I mean by that is you describe the character right. He's a doctor. Oh, He's I see. Obsessed with love. The like, high level, right? The, the high execution. level. But there's no actual cinematically earned execution of what's written on the beat on, yeah, yeah, on the, on the outline, true. you know? Yeah. And that's what this feels like to me. It's, a, it's like, like you said, there's no inner, it's just the want, but even the want is not really defined, you know? Yeah. We're,
2: it's, it's so strange. Cause we're just following him. Um, we're just following like one dimension of it. We're yeah. Okay. He's just kind of going along. Can I maybe and... throw
1: something out there like the if we were comparing the families mm-hmm. the, from the 80s to now this family the mother and father feel less naive right agreed agreed and right. they feel less like people that would do any of this
2: yeah let's let you know i think you just brought up a good point cuz what i do think they were trying this is my guess in this movie and it's kind of the poltergeist thing kind of things we've seen with nightmare on elm street friday the 13th so they did a reboot that they said look the '80s version was a little silly. It was a little goofy. Yeah, it had the Ramones. You know, let's take all that away and let's take all the fun shit out. Let, well, let's <laughs> yeah. let's let's go back to the most um, realism yeah, yeah. drama. Let's t- let's not do winky wink and jokes as much, even though there are a couple. Um, and in doing so, I, I don't know how I was going to relate this to your point. What was your point? They're, oh, that, the naive. They're less,
1: the, the, of the 80s were more naive, yeah. the characters.
2: Yeah, I think the characters, because then they become really serious. And smart. And smart. Yeah. And they're, we want a smart couple. We want to make this like pe- how people aspire to be nowadays. Yeah. And they're with it. They're woke, whatever. Uh, and here they are. And because of that, that's what I mean by the Dale Mitcalf. Denise Crosby, they felt like they were barely hanging on. Like, like even just being together, talking to each other, they could. And, and they're not yeah. get a divorce. That's smart. And they, yeah,
1: they're yeah. not like really like smart people. Even though he's a doctor, the, you tell he's just kind of a lunkhead when it the like street smarts. There's no street smarts yeah. there at all. Yeah. Yeah. They will listen to J- anything Judge said. Judd Jud Judge yeah. could have lied to them and ruined their lives on purpose, and they would have just yeah. followed everything he said. Yeah. But
2: the, the the other thing that struck me by trying to reboot this and put on like the modern day paint or the the grim dark version, or whatever the, the cynical, what maybe it. the cynic cynical version. version. Yeah. The one thing it loses, what I didn't realize, because when I read it when a kid, maybe I read it with different glasses, um, literally. Uh, but the, <laughs> the when I watched it, I was like, and you and I talked about this. If that daughter walked in the door with me. I'd want to like get it on video now or something. I'd be like, "Holy shit! I just this raised somebody from the dead. dead right. This is a miracle." Yeah. Right, but when yeah. you're doing kind of the hokey '89 version, where it's a little silly, there's a little bit of winky wink going on, then you don't think about that as much. Yeah. You're not like, "Let's also, call the newspaper." they Didn't right. have that you know?
1: technology right away. Yeah, he has it, a he, has, he a, has a phone. He has a phone.
2: Yeah, he'd be like, yeah. "Come on, let's make an Insta." Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: not rewriting this movie. But what I said to Jamie before we recorded was that. I would rather see like a sequel where somebody knows about the pet cemetery and wants to exploit it uh, you know and something that's, like that like that's we had, a unique right, take yeah. on it right, right. Um, well even- why not have a dad that Maybe after the cat, it's not even about his family. He yeah. does something wildly different. He goes and right. digs up a famous person, right? And buries right. them. I'll Dino- bring, but I- I'll bring back Elvis. Dino- you know, like- <laughs> wait,
2: dinosaurs? <laughs> right.
1: Dinosaur but I, cemetery. Right, yeah. But, yeah. Right. You know, going well, back what to what would to happen it, if you bury dinosaur bones? Come in there? back,
3: yeah, yeah, right. Jurassic Park. <laughs> right. I That's love amazing. it. Amazing. Let's do it. <laughs> but they'd be evil. <laughs> so <laughs> raptor I really, cemetery i love the Coming choice in 2021 no i love the choice of the daughter being the one who dies no no one's it's the arguing execution. that right and uh and another thing they, they cut out which give would give us it gives us context right to the choice and yeah. to the to the dread they cut out the, the the timmy timothy bradwell story i believe that's his name J- in the book and in the movie judd tells lewis about one time when a human was buried there yeah. before he buries his... I, I
2: think they do a newspaper clip that he does It's really so fast and
3: unceremonious yeah, and doesn't yes, really... Right. I think
2: he Googles something, though. But... He
3: does. You're right. And it's so <laughs> unceremonious that I it didn't even resonate with me, with me that I didn't remember it until you said now. But like we see a flashback of someone being buried and we see them come back, and we see the havoc that they wrought against their family members when they were brought back. And and Lewis is told about this, and that if you do this, and and uh, Judd literally says they come back, but they're not the same, right? That's missing. That's not in the movie anywhere,
0: yeah. right? And that's yeah. the
3: setup, right? That's where we go, oh, shit. Don't bury your kid there. So when they when she comes back and she's not the same, it's a payoff with no setup. Like, well, you've got you've got the cat. You got but, the cat. But you didn't you didn't see something happen with it yeah. with a
1: person.
3: You know, it's um,
1: more of like a foreign film or something that would do this. It's so interesting. It's not a
3: cheeseburger. It's it's,
1: like, it's not a cheeseburger. What I just realized too is um, I'm realizing this stuff on the fly. So excuse yeah, me a little bit. Yeah. I'm a little messy here. Uh, God, I'm being so negative. Uh, it's fine. Um, the mother admits to being a murderer. Which kind of makes me question why you have the arc where the father is the one who kind of like puts Judd to sleep. And he hates him too. Yes. I was like, it seems like a move that the other character would naturally have done,
3: right? You don't like even... more
1: deviate. The devious behavior is coming from the guy. where I'm like, why is he being devious all the yeah. time? Yeah, well, you're not you giving know? any
3: context to for him doing why stuff doing like doing that. that. That's when the problem. You're like, what is happening?
1: He's not the broken guy, and the mom would be the one I would think would do. Based she on finds the out evidence what's... they show right. you in the movie, right. yeah,
2: and, and it happens also fast. That even the death scene, it almost happens right after that, mm-hmm. and I. I think it's like that because the structure actually is a really strange thing. There's no, you know, we talk goal, obstacle, stakes, and things like that. There really isn't that up until the point where she dies. Yeah. So the it's kind of this yeah yeah. So it's kind of this slow burn movie in this movie the, in this movie, not in the
3: book or, yeah. or in the in the thing. Yeah. In the where, where are we? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Jimmy, you uh, got pages, did, man. Well, I got pages because so, like the another thing that. It ignores is, in the book and in the first adaptation, Lewis is the villain. Lewis is his own worst enemy. Right. He father. is the Lewis is the antagonist yes. of his own story. It's
2: a tragedy. Yeah. It's a, it's almost like Fargo with William H Macy. Right. You know, it's, it's like exactly the scheme that, like that keeps he going yeah. wrong.
3: Keeps it's a wrong way, and and that's the thing. <laughs>
1: That movie with William H. Macy being the dad in Pet Cemetery would be a no, perfect incredible. fucking movie, Jamie. <laughs> incredible. Like, oh my God, that is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good character to pair with this idea. Yeah. That well, is yeah, so because
3: good. he's his own worst enemy. Yeah, he keeps he would keep doing, doing the wrong to, thing. Right, he's yeah. doubling up, you down. Won't doubling will learn, down. doubling down. And right. that's what this is. So, so we're just gonna, i'm just going to get right into it i'm get to sk- it. i'm, I'm no, taking get Bob's to it. role here get so to so so you wanted to we brought up on the list we have a list that we go down and and the the tragedy and down endings is the topic here and here's the problem yes this is a tragedy and i love downer endings i'm a huge fan of of failure in movies i think when a mo- when a movie character fails at their ultimate goal it can be in- so powerful, right? But the problem with this movie is it's the ending is not based on a goal, right? The 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 movie misunderstands the goal in my opinion, which is the movie thinks the the goal is for Lewis to survive. But that's just the reward. He was already surviving. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like the movie thinks well, it's a horror movie, his goal is just will he survive all this. No, the thing we're supposed to be rooting for even in this movie is will he learn that sometimes is it's an inner almost an inner will he learn that sometimes is dead is better and it's that log line discussion what does that look like right? what's the visualization of that and that is stop burying your family in the in the, <laughs> right. in the burial ground right 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 yeah except. The movie doesn't give us a chance to see his final decision on that. That's right. No. It completely strips him of
2: that. Yeah. So so your point so it seems innocuous when they make this switch. But so here's how tragedy generally the the simple math of tragedy is there's a character arc, somebody needs to learn a lesson. They don't learn the lesson and therefore down ending happens. Exactly. Okay. So they keep going the wrong they way. They keep going the, the wrong way to the very end. So that's right. why it's not nihilism. It's it's actually a positive ending for the audience because the audience knows the lesson and says, "I won't bury my kid in the pet cemetery." Right. And they like, walk out. And <laughs> right, right. They pat yeah. themselves right. yes. on the back.
1: If I encounter this, I now, know what right. to do.
2: Now, right. a, a, a I won't say a nihilistic bad ending is when a character does learn a lesson and the down ending happens. Now, in this movie, what happens is we don't really know if he learns the lesson or not. Right. But we could suspect just as equally that he learned the lesson. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? Like the would be so hilarious. If he was like, I know how to fix this. Then he buries himself up to his head in the pet <laughs> sanitary and then shoots himself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's so hopeless that he doesn't figure it out. No, but right. it gives us...
3: Rachel, even... I, I said this to them earlier... Her dying words are, don't bury me right. in that place. So it what? re-raises the central yeah. story question, and is he going to achieve We're, that we, goal? Yeah,
2: we want to watch to see if he's learned or if he's just going to keep trying.
3: And then he just gets killed.
2: And then he gets yeah. killed, and it takes it off the table, and we just get, you know. It like doesn't even give it. us a
3: chance my to know whether process, he's like, you're
1: right. <laughs> I My won't. thought process goes with Jimmy's original assertion that it's responding to the original. Because I feel like that's the moment in the original when people like hate the, if they do dislike that movie at that moment. Because like, why would he bury again?
3: Yeah, but he's gone mad.
1: Yeah, I so, mean that's yeah. it. But his character is, in the original in the book it's so well defined. There, it's like this yep. guy's not gonna stop. This guy's stop. insane. Yeah, he's, he's just lost his dude. mind. Yeah, that,
2: and that's why it in in that it has to be a down ending. It, right. It, yeah, it earns a down ending. In this movie, it's still, I think, on the table. And it it's well it becomes a slasher. Game. It becomes a slasher in some ways. It just yeah, becomes dude. a slasher it's... movie. That's the problem. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's...
3: it doesn't even give us a chance to make a make an emotional opinion about the main character and
1: everything that's happened. So, the philosophy is gone. Right. That's the problem.
2: But so here's yeah. here's something fun. So back to the <laughs> back to the Jeff Goldsmith Q and A. Yeah. The ending was a reshoot. Oh, the ending was a reshoot. Uh. However, I think the original ending was similar but different. They they were they were evasive as to what the original because they said it would be on the Blu-ray or whatever, but it sounded like the original ending was similar except it had them all sitting around the table, probably resurrected. I guess maybe I don't know. I don't know if he was dead or whatever. But he was trying to keep the zombie family together. That's how it ended. It was like this kind of weird bittersweet. I, I yeah, kept the family together, so, but now they're 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 so dead. he's
3: alive. He never he's alive. He and never got killed and buried,
2: unless they reburied him. I don't know. That's the part I'm not sure. But it's they they were a little invasive. Because here's because <clears throat> can you guys remind
1: just I may if my memory right now might not be blanking, yeah. but. In the original and in the book, which I cannot remember, the the dead things didn't want to create more dead things. They want to just yeah. kill,
3: right? They are they are not like the little girl speaking in this movie. No. Yeah. Well, that- they,
1: they added this premise that the dead things that you bury there want to like bury everything. They there. have cuz they're they creating have, some
2: sort of like yeah, army or army of <laughs> Wendigo Of
1: <laughs> Wendigo people yeah, right have,
2: i
3: was like they have their own motivations and they have they, ha- they, they have, have a, a, goal. a goal besides right. just being
1: freaky and weird murdery right. people like a goal
3: yeah. the, the other the, the original version is they're just ghouls weird you know? ghouls but, but yeah, yeah. yeah yes but there's you could have kept this ending If you just gave us a chance to connect with whether he's going to choose to bury her or not,
2: right? Well, you could have even gone down the route, like, say, like, we talked about Get Out before, where Get Out had a changed ending. Yeah. Where they kind of, when they changed Get Out's ending, they hinted at what might have happened, but then they went to the other. So you got to see both. Yeah, I love that. I
1: love that. Because everyone in the theater was like, oh, he's going to get arrested. Oh, you heard it. You heard it You get to see both. Exactly.
2: could have chose something similar. Here, oh, they gave us
1: neither. It. And what Jimmy, Jimmy, <laughs> what you're saying is all we needed from him was going no, no, or yes, yes. <laughs> or any to anything. Maybe
3: <laughs> it's just it. All it took was keeping one thing that they might have cut, yeah. or just adding like one little thing. Yeah, and it, and it just boggles my mind that they clearly sudden they re, they brought it back up. Sorry, mm. uh, they brought it back up. Don't bury me there, like. And that is the point. That's the whole point of this 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 story is: is he going to ultimately choose to do that in the end, or is he going to learn that dead is better? Right. And then it just it just ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I was I was like, what is happening? <laughs> um, and it also felt it felt
1: like watching just a real story about a real pet cemetery. You know what I mean? Like where <laughs> it wasn't written. It doesn't feel like a written movie at times. It's just like oh, stuff is just randomly happening, happening. like real life. What's okay, happening? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah, man. I, I'm, this is like the most negative episode we've ever done. <laughs> Sometimes uh, dead is better.
1: <laughs> I mean, the movie made money, so I guess, uh, yeah, to some degree, but do you have anything else you want to add, J- Jimmy? You, uh, uh, you're the most stoked on this I, one, so. I,
3: I just think, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that there's instructing instruction in, um, Making sure that your characters have someone to talk to about their emotional issues about what's happening in the story, even if those are inanimate objects, Mm -hmm. you know. Like even in Avengers, which we've just talked about before this, Tony Stark is talking to a helmet, right, when we meet him. Yes. And that allows us to emotionally connect with how he's feeling about the situation at hand. And so there's... One big thing to learn is this movie robs us of being able to connect with the people because we never get to hear what they think mm-hmm. about what's right. happening. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's a huge takeaway for me. At this,
1: that's what you learned. That's what I learned. Jamie, did you learn anything?
2: Yeah, I. It's an interesting movie in that I think they got a lot of things they did right. It it shows you how even if you miss out on some of these things, these little things, it can just take the whole thing away. So, yeah, I think huge consequences. I think think like the from the director's perspective, I like the look of the movie. Me too. I like the uh, actors. They do a great job. Me too. Texture was great. Did a great job acting. It has all the major beats of the Stephen King novel. I like I said, I was kind of looking forward to a Pet Cemetery reboot like this. So even though I kind of rag on the nightmare on Elm street and stuff like that, where they, I think it would kind of work for this movie. Um, But that simple thing of not giving, not letting us into the interior life of the lead character and not giving him a character journey until his daughter died, which comes way late in the movie. It just, it just makes it really – it doesn't work for me. And it, yeah. it kind of goes back to the logline, like I was talking about the logline. So usually when I you logline movies, you give it a hero goal obstacle and stakes, right? So how would you logline this movie with without giving away the twist because
3: – Right. It's almost like you would need to describe him.
2: Which the trailer did. Yeah,
3: it's almost like in the log line, you would need to describe him as the man who had already lost his child, which right. is not right. how you craft yeah, you a do, premise. You don't, yeah, you don't no, yeah, No, that
2: said, the Stephen King book probably has the same problem. Yes, uh, and, and it works awesome. Fine. Yeah. So the, I, I think that's the key is you really, in a movie like that, when they don't have a goal, it becomes all about the interior. Yeah. It becomes all about the characters um until you get to that point and then the plot kind of kicks in it's that late lock-in that i've been talking about but the late lock-in a lot of times in horror movies there is a late you have dread and things like that you have the the cat coming back from the dead the creepy procession of kids um you have dread Mm. you have a lot of dread but then you have to have the internals as well yeah and and he just doesn't have the internals yeah that's yeah that's broad stroke
1: mine a little more and go with what you guys said but i'll just say set up some payoffs people like, nothing is set up about the characters. That doesn't work. And I feel like a lot of this movie, such as the kids, it's like saying something's going to happen, and then it just doesn't. It's like they're subverting the subversion. I don't know. Yeah. It goes nowhere. Yeah. It, they it, even... It, there's no there's no second half to so many things that it promises there should be. You know? Like, it just is, here's the first half of an arc. <laughs> and it, it ends. It, it, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I don't... Yeah, yeah. I just set up some payoffs on important. important.
2: I wanted to almost reference like, um, uh, <laughs> Ro- Roxanne Benjamin. Um, she's a director. She, she worked on VHS too. She was our producer at the time, oh, but awesome. she worked on, she's done a lot of shorts. She's a director of, uh, I think it's body at Brighton rock or something, a new movie that's out. Um, she did a Twitter post about pitching the other day and she said, you know, she gave her whole pitch and, and this is an experience I've, I've I've totally had, but so it resonated. She gave her whole pitch. She's a horror director, and they said to her, they said, some, and I'm paraphrasing from her from her tweets. They said, um, okay, well, can you tell us the exact scares in the in the movie? They want we we really need to know the exact scares, and I think she sort of was stumped on that. Uh, she didn't know the exact scares because she told the rest of the movie, and uh, and she was she was kind of ruminating on that, and she said, you know. I think she quoted was it Bob Bobaloo Mandel and uh, <laughs> okay. the Gantz, I think is the the two comedy writers, City Slickers, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um they they always said that they would always pitch the drama of the movie because the comedy would be obvious and natural and instinctual. Um I can almost see where this movie is like pitching the horror of the of the piece. Like you get the cat, you get the jump scares, you get Zelda, you get the thing. It's but all I'm not, there. I'm not exactly sure where. Like the pitch for the characters are for this movie. Yes. So that it reminded me of that. A little bit. So you're saying it's all premise. No, they, story. They they sold the sizzle that right. the that the studios want. The the um the pitch. The, they got the pitch yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The scares. Where are the scares. Where are the there were the big moments. Where are the trailer scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you're watching the movie, that other side of it that she's talking about that she pitched and she didn't have the other half. That's what they were missing here. Yeah. Um So that. It, it's kind of informative. By the way, that's that's a question I've been asked many times, like we need this many scares. They'll give you a number and they'll say, Hey, we need this many scares. What are they? Or or they'll say to your script, they'll read your script and they'll say, Yeah, I'm not seeing where there's enough scares in here. There's a couple and they're like like there's a math formula to it. I've heard that um, note before yeah. too. Yep. I've I've gotten in on rewrites, like you know, we need a scare every five pages or something. Right kind right, of like right. a whammo or whatever. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, this this movie shows the other side of that, that just because you have the scares, you still for, for the movie to kind of hit on all cylinders, because certainly this movie's resonating with somebody. Definitely, um, lots yeah. Lots of people. Um and it you know, yeah. It's just that it needs that one little that in when I say little, it's probably a whole nother draft of figuring it out and cracking it and saying, Well what let's just Let's just read this story end to end from a character standpoint, almost like there's no scares. Yeah. Let's just write the drama version of it and see what it looks like. Yeah. And I, I think that's.
1: Anyway, it's important. just the parents would have been enough. I don't even. I just need to know that what the two of them are. Yeah. Just give me something. She's scared and he's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> a hollow. <laughs> but, all right. I think that's everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: If you guys have any questions just about this or just any topics that you'd like us to cover or just feedback in general, um, we have an email address now. It's writersblockbusterspodcast at gmail.com. So uh, hit us up.
1: Yep. Send us anything. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. You have just listened to Writers Blockbusters, a screenwriting podcast featuring two professionals and another guy. Available only on (laughs) Thundergrunt.